0: Hello and welcome to the Food Navigator podcast, your deep dive into the issues shaping the future of food. I'm Food Navigator journalist Flora Southey. That breast is best is undisputed by experts. The World Health Organization advocates breast milk as the ideal food for infants. It is safe, clean, and contains antibodies which can help protect against childhood illness. Yet nearly two out of three infants are not exclusively breastfed for the recommended six months. When mothers are unable to, or or choose not to, breastfeed, they turn to infant formula. The market is dominated by infant formula based on bovine milk, with just a small percentage based on plant-based ingredients. In adult nutrition, however, plant-based is booming. So why this disconnect?
1: We need... To make sure that these parents that have chosen for their for themselves and for their kids to be, let's say, vegetarian or vegan or flexitarians, those parents deserve to have a feeding choice. In
0: this episode, we'll investigate whether plant-based ingredients can provide benefits dairy cannot. We'll ask whether plant-based infant formula is the more environmentally sustainable option and look at the market from a regulatory standpoint. What hurdles might be standing in the way of plant-based innovation? First up, let's get the parents' perspective. I reached out to some current and expecting mothers and fathers to ask whether, if they or their partner was unable to breastfeed, would they consider plant-based infant formula?
1: I'm happy to eat plant-based myself, um, but I would also be concerned about baby missing out on important nutrients. I'd also be concerned about what they were replacing the various components
0: of milk with, especially if they were using things like soya, and
1: um, because of the various, I think, is is it the hormonal um, analogs that are in soya milk? Um, and uh, yeah, so I would be I'd be curious about knowing what what effects that would have.
2: I think I would. My preference would to be be to give plant based. Um, if i was sure that it had like all the right nutrients that my baby needed um so i'd want assurance on that just because i prefer like i just think plant-based is healthier and like better for the environment but i would be scared that if i only gave them a plant-based diet that they would become lactose intolerant so i think i would give them normal lactose milk or whatever it is baby formula like once a week or something so mix it up a bit so majority plant based, but then mix in normal, so they don't get allergic to um, lactose, and then also see what they prefer, because you could probably tell. But yeah, ultimately for me, the most important thing is health. So whichever one I think is like healthiest for my baby is the one I would choose.
0: I suppose if I could not breastfeed my baby, or I chose not to breastfeed my baby, then I would definitely be try and stay open to as many options as possible baby's little tummies are so sensitive. So I, from experience and from people I know who have had to make the switch to formula or chose to switch to formula, um, they've had to go through quite a number of ones before they got the right one. So I would definitely be open to a plant-based vegan infant formula if that was the one that my baby's tummy accepted.
3: If regular formula and vegan formula were next to each other on the shelf, I would choose regular. Because it feels less likely that there is anything lacking. A vegan product would need to work a little harder to win me over.
0: Regulation is a concern for makers of any innovative food products. But is the infant formula market more highly regulated than others? We caught up with Jessica Burt, a specialist lawyer in food regulatory, marketing and product liability, sitting within the food and agri team of UK law firm Mills and Reeve to find out.
2: So the infant nutrition category is one of the most strictly regulated product areas and it's understandable why that would be because the the infants are the most vulnerable sector of society in in the regulations infants means a child under the age of 12 months And infant formula means food intended for use by infants during the first months of life and satisfying uh, by itself the nutritional requirements of these infants until the introduction of appropriate complementary feeding. So they are not only the most vulnerable because of their developmental uh, stage, but also because of their weight so, uh, and the restriction of the variety within their diet, um, they will be most adversely affected by any contaminants in, in their food.
0: I'm wondering whether stringent regulations, which sound deserved, could impede innovation in this category, for example, in plant-based
2: yes, stringent regulations can impede innovation. However, it is really important to have clarity more than anything else in research and development uh, and working out uh, what is possible and is, uh, is not. On, on the other hand, however, if the entirety of plant based products are excluded from the infant, infant formula um, uh, and food, then there isn't the incentive for the research to go into how the safety issues connected with this can be avoided. Now, the reason why the sort of, um, the plant side of things are restricted in the infant formula is because phytoestrogens are naturally found in plants. So this is the chemical structure. uh, The the chemical structure of phytoestrogens is similar to the female hormone oestrogen. So the main concern is that this may affect a baby's reproductive development, uh, particularly so where the babies only drink uh, a a soya or plant-based infant formula. This is why there's such specific restrictions around the provision of composition within infant formula, and in fact, the sort of soya based infant formula can only really be provided it's only really recommended in very particular cases, so it's not generally recommended as a an infant formula
0: now you're speaking to me from the UK, which
4: is obviously no longer part of the EU, so I'm wondering if that means there is a potential opportunity for the infant category within the UK to innovate uh, more quickly than, say, its European neighbours.
2: Well, well, you are right in that there is, after Brexit, the opportunity for the UK to diverge away from Europe. Currently, after after Brexit, all the sort of EU legislation was immediately implemented within UK law by the EU Withdrawal Act 2018. However, We are seeing divergence now on specific uh, uh, instances. We're seeing the Genetic Technology Precision Breeding Bill coming through the House of Lords currently. So it is possible on individual bases to diverge away from Europe. And we do have the EU Law Revocation and Reform Bill that's actually proposing to have this retained EU law fall away By the end of 2023 now, it's looking increasingly likely that won't happen, that it, that will be extended out to 2026 as a sunset provision there. But there are changes afoot and there is more focus on research and innovation in different areas, particularly in the agri-tech area. I'm not so sure whether the infant formula area will be a priority. Um, However, it is
0: um, certainly a possibility. Earlier this year, Danone made headlines with what it described as an industry first, a new infant formula that blends plant and dairy ingredients. The company's already launched the Dairy and Plants Blend Baby Formula under its Nutrillon brand in the Netherlands. I spoke with Manuela Barella, Denone VP, Global Plant-Based Business Strategy and Acceleration, to ask which plant ingredients the company is using and what nutritional
1: benefits they offer. When you take a, a baby formula, you have different building blocks, right? One of the of the key building blocks is really the protein part. So that's the first building block where we decided to to create a more balanced mix towards introducing more plants. And that's why in our dairy and plant blend, you find 60% of plant-based proteins and 40% dairy-based proteins. But that's not the only, uh, let's say, dimension where where we introduced plants. You have as well what we call the omega-3 DHA, which is critical for uh, brain function and brain development in babies, and that comes from a sustainably sourced algae. And then you have, as well, some vegetable oils that are very important because those are, let's say, the fat part that is important in a, in a baby formula. You could ask, okay, why did you keep the dairy part? And, for example, what did you keep of the dairy part? So we kept clearly those 40% proteins that come from casein and whey are very important as well. And what we, what we think is important is the word balance, you know, to bring a, really a balance between the dairy and plant and clearly slowly but smoothly introducing more plants into the baby's diet. And then there is a, a magic ingredient, the key ingredient that is lactose. This is uh, an important source of carbohydrates for babies. Lactose is a key ingredient in breast milk. So of course we wanted to keep it in the formula to make sure that those babies can have a more balanced baby formula introducing more plants because their parents are are choosing so but without nutritional compromise or nutritional sacrifice it's a very very highly regulated uh, market and in and clearly when it comes to the plant-based proteins that are allowed the european uh, commission the EFSA, there is only one source of plant-based proteins that are allowed into the specifically uh, zero to twelve Journey that uh, uh, is soy. And soy is, is clearly the, the highest quality of plant-based proteins, is the more, let's say, complete, the one that, that behaves uh, closer to, to the dairy ingredients. And our soy is, is uh, non-GMO, clearly uh, doesn't uh, contribute at all to deforestation. So all the, the good points that are important when you consider what kind of soy you want to use, But that's that's the 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 plant based proteins in our product are soy.
0: I asked Manuela whether combining dairy and plants enables Danone to get closer to mimicking breast milk.
1: There is one important uh, starting point that breast milk is clearly uh, the let's say the golden rule, the, the the best you can have for your baby, and is our constant inspiration. We have been researching breast milk since 50 years now so indeed breast milk is a growl but uh, let's be clear we we will never be able uh, danone or anybody else we will never be able to completely mimic breast milk because breast milk is is really what nature has best now what we think with these davian plants is that that clearly we can bring the best proposition for those parents that have decided to be, to introduce a vegetarian or flexitarian or, or let's say more plum-based options for their babies. That's the starting point of, uh, of where the product comes from, really making sure that those parents can have the best choice after breast milk, of course, that suits their lifestyle and their, and their values.
0: Finally, I asked Manuela about the factors driving Danone's decision to move into plant-based and dairy blends.
1: This innovation is part of a novel program to, let's say, relaunch or, or, or give a new start to our Aptamil uh, brand with clearly the acknowledgement that, that we recognise the new parents' or new parenthood nowadays can be challenging, and that uh, that babies have uh, different feeding journeys. So what does it mean? It means that with the Aptamil portfolio, we want to make sure, we want to ensure that, that new parents feel supported, whatever their parenting style, their feeding choices, or family situation. So when it comes to our innovation here, Aptamil dairy and plants blend, is very uh, logic to see and to look outside what's happening in the world. And if you consider that already seven in in ten parents prefer that their children eat more plant-based foods or, or that even one in four households are already giving or, let's say, introducing plants or plant-based foods uh, to their toddlers, it's clear that in the known we said, okay, we, we need to make sure that these parents that have chosen for, their, for themselves and for their kids to be, let's say, vegetarian or vegan or flexitarians. That flexitarian means those people that proactively, let's say, reduce the contribution of animal proteins or animal nutrients to the diet in the favor of more plants. So those parents deserve to have uh, a feeding choice that that meets those preferences, and that's how uh, this was born. So clearly, blending dairy and plant ingredients is our response to really make sure that those parents that have chosen to be flexitarian or vegan or vegetarians, they, they can feed their babies like they think it's best without any nutritional compromise. And I would say that that's one of the key points, by the way, of the value proposition, no nutritional compromise.
0: While soy dominates the plant-based category in Europe, different regulations in global jurisdictions means other plant proteins can be used elsewhere. Sprout Organic is an Australian children's nutrition company which makes organic plant-based infant formula. The company claims its plant-based alternatives use approximately 30 times less land, 267% less carbon and 230% less water compared to its dairy counterparts. Sprout Organic was founded by husband and wife team Jenna and Selassie Birdie. I caught up with Cell to ask about their decision to launch a plant-based infant nutrition company.
3: Plant-based, why plant-based, the the golden question. Um, So from my point of view, and I speak to myself personally before I speak to basically pushing any ideologies or beliefs onto anyone else, but I am a plant-based dad, so... For me, it was a more sustainable way to live, it was a kinder way to live, and it also, I felt, was a healthier way to live once I'd done the research and gone through that journey myself. So I view children, kids, infants, really as a smaller version of ourselves as adults. And um, I think so many people are experiencing the benefits of plant-based nutrition and seeing the health benefits, the ethical benefits, the environmental benefits, why not start this from as soon as we can and set our kids up on a great path and journey to basically be great little humans, not only from physically, but also from an environmental point. Um, that was why plant-based for myself, and, um, and I realised there wasn't an option for kids, infants, families across the whole world of an organic, plant-based, sustainable formula. I thought, why not? why not try and make this happen?
4: Tell me about your infant formula then, your plant-based infant formula. What ingredients are you using uh, instead of dairy? And then what roles are these ingredients playing in, in in terms of nutrition and functionality?
3: The predominant ingredient in the product is rice. So rice is the most well-tolerated ingredient pretty much globally. Different races, different sexes, genotypes all have different ways they react to products. Hence, we have nine common allergens, here dairy, soy, wheat, gluten, nuts, etc. Rice is free of all those and I guess the reason why people would be concerned about rice is heavy metals. But when you use an organic source from certain specific regions, you can remove those heavy metals or it has a very, very basically nil detectable level of heavy metal. So it made sense for rice to be the base and then through using rice Different fermentation processes and manufacturing processes allow us to get the right amino profile, the right carbohydrate profiles to build out from there. And then we add proteins, vitamins and minerals, fats and everything else that complete the whole nature of the product, all being from natural sources. So humans, by just sheer evolution, Tend The body tends to absorb things that are completely natural compared to synthetic. Um, so by being able to use the plant-based ingredients we do with minimal processing allows us to get um, the best outcome for kids that consume our formula.
4: Where are you sourcing the protein from? Which kind of plants?
3: Uh, so we source the protein from rice and pea. What we do is we have a blend and we go through... A multi-stage fermentation process to increase the bioavailability of those proteins. This also allows the fermentation process to break down the proteins into smaller fragments and so that allows the child to be able to consume the protein. This is gentler on their stomachs and the bioavailability is therefore increased so they get the most nutrient-rich protein that they possibly can.
0: I found it really interesting that Sprout Organic is using rice and asked Cell about the regulatory implications of using rice instead of soy.
3: Each country has different food standards and codes. Yes, um, in Australia, we are approved for the use of those ingredients that we have in our product, so it makes perfect sense. Same with multiple parts of Asia. There are places, though, where it hasn't gone through specific processes or it just isn't actually defined so they may say plant origin, but they don't actually define what the plant origin is. So by the definition of the code, it's actually fine in pretty much all countries. It's just that it's so new and innovative that they, the code hasn't caught up to the technology. So certain places have, I guess, an area of grey within the products. In, in regards to soy though, it's a common allergen. So. We we were sitting in the position of going, we want to avoid all common allergens and we want to provide the best product possible so a parent isn't worried about an allergen taking place. If you have a dairy intolerance, there's a 50% likelihood that you have soy intolerance. So for us, it was better to avoid soy. Um, And it's also not recommended to infants between zero to six months of age by food standards Australia here. So rice rice made the most sense.
4: You mentioned you're using rice, pea, um, added minerals and and micronutrients. I'm wondering whether for you the goal is to mimic the functionality of human milk.
3: Yeah I mean for for us I'll be completely honest and nothing can ever replicate human milk. It's just um, it's it's not a thing from a technological standpoint and even when as our tech increases we get better at producing the products. It's just something that we know can't be done. Well, what we're trying to do is really still promote breastfeeding as best as possible, but saying as an alternative, this is what a plant-based natural source would look like. that can provide sustenance to your child um, as a gap or a shortfall, because it's an imperfect world, we understand that. But we can't sit here and say, we're replicating human milk or for that matter to be honest that we're very close to replicating human milk. What we have done is be able to produce a product that meets the nutritional requirements for kids at a certain age be it zero to one or 12 months to 36 months etc that is recommended by leading health authorities and that stacks up against any dairy formula that's out there. The same thing applies to them you, you can't replicate human milk from unless it's coming from the human
4: okay well then maybe perhaps if we look at comparing your product to say bovine infant formula do you believe that there's yeah. anything really important missing from from sprouts formula compared to the conventional dairy-based uh, bovine alternative
3: no no not at all I, I think it's actually the things that free from our products that make it um, so special is people often look towards like what's in it, what's in it, what's in it. But when you really look at it, at the end of the day, all products have to meet, for for us, and I'm talking about our food standard codes here, have to meet a set amount of macros, have to meet a set amount of micros, have to be specific ratios. We do the exact same thing that a bovine equivalent would do within that space. I think the difference is, one, we can look, hand on heart say, we're producing it from natural sources, we don't have the added sugars, the added intolerances that may be found in a bovine um, formula. And I think further to that, pending and pending the source of it, but I would say 90% of them don't go down the organic and clean route. We don't have the fillers, we don't have the common unwanted ingredients that are being put in there. There isn't The worry of the source having added hormones via the dairy process or anything like that because we're working with organic plants. So I often think it's what we don't have in our products, but it probably makes us special. And hence, often people come to us with the clean nature of the products.
0: Novel technologies have the potential to transform the infant nutrition sector. Lactoferrin, for example, is a sought-after protein in human milk. It helps babies absorb iron and acts as an antimicrobial and antiviral agent. In bovine-based formula, lactoferrin is present, but in much lower quantities. Some companies are looking to develop lactoferrin with the use of novel technologies, such as precision fermentation. Would Sprout Organic be interested in including novel ingredients, such as precision fermentation-derived lactoferrin in its formula?
3: Yeah, I think... um I'm a big believer in technology, food tech in particular, um, which is the space that I sit in, changes so, so quickly and so frequently that it's sometimes super hard to keep on top of. But by all means, we keep our eye and our finger on the pulse with everything that's going on in that space. The the food tech space in cell agriculture and everything in that is mind-blowing and so cool. And we actually have a really good relationship with companies like Turtle Tree Labs, that are some of the leaders and front runners in the space that come from come from a similar world to what we do. Um, 100%, if, if we get the food tech right, that allows us to do something from a sustainable, clean, natural source that we can add to our products, we would definitely look at it. We're not quite there yet, obviously, but it's something that we're definitely excited to keep exploring into the future.
4: What can you tell me about your customer base?
3: I went into this thinking when we started that a big part of our demographic would be the majority. I actually probably thought would be plant-based and then there'd be people here and there that would like the ecological reasons like the sustainability. And what I probably have found is the allergy component has outweighed the environmental sustainability and also the the vegan aspects pretty significantly. So it's hard for a first-time parent to basically look at it and say, I don't know whether my child's going to be allergic to something in this formula, or turn over a tin and say, I don't know what that ingredient is, I'm not sure what that is. So for us, I think we found a gap, um, not unknowingly, but probably realised that by creating a very clean formula that doesn't have any allergens, we're picking up a massive part of the market, which probably led us to why our strength has come in pharmacy. That's where the majority of our products are. That's where people are going to buy formula, uh, wanting to talk to a pharmacist and the pharmacist is saying, if you're worried about allergies, take Sprout. If your child has skin rashes or wind problems or dairy intolerances or uh, colicky, we tend to be recommended um, now. So yeah, it's it's a really cool space to be in.
0: That brings us to the end of another episode of the Food Navigator podcast. Please join us next time.